Jantine Van Craigton, uh, thank you so much. Director of Communications and Media Relations for Ottawa Tourism, thank you so much for taking the time today to join me on the Fact Up podcast. Well, I'm excited. <laughs> ah, awesome. I'm excited as well. Um, you promote our beautiful, underrated, and in my opinion, underappreciated nation's capital. Uh, as a, I, I, I don't think I'm alone in feeling that. It's true. I, I think in some countries, I mean, our immediate neighbors to the south, uh, for a lot of people, heading to Washington, D.C. is part of their civic duty to learn, to visit the Smithsonian, to learn about the, the history and the culture. Um, in some cases, and I'm thinking more like school groups in Ontario and Quebec, that's definitely part of the curriculum. And there's a, a pilgrimage of children that come every spring, almost every spring now, <laughs> uh, to visit their capital and explore. Um, but I don't know, to your point, whether it's gotten into the mindset of average Canadians that yes, I need, to, I need to learn more, I need to, to celebrate our culture. I'd say for Canada Day there is, there's that, that sense of it's a bucket list item, I need to be in the capital for Canada Day and see the, the festivities, but um, there's definitely some work we can do to, to inspire that, that uh, pride. You know, I, I was looking forward to chatting with you today because this is what I always tell tourism boards in my 10, 12 years of working with, with tourism boards and travel in general. It's, it's, I grew up in the, in the 80s. I'm an 80s kid. And so when I was growing up in the 80s, it was always very humble. It, there was no Canadian flags. It so was true. very much, we would, we would always kind of um, ridicule, even you know, patronize Americans for being so patriotic. And yeah. then around the turn of the century, all of a sudden it became really Canadian. And what, I'd always, what I would always tell tourism boards and reps are, we have to stop being so humble and we have to start promoting our own backyard because there's no reason on this planet that someone from Toronto has to find out that the waterfall capital of the world, for example, is around only the border. a 45 minute drive away. And you shouldn't be surprised at that. Exactly. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, one of my favorite games uh, when I travel, traveled, uh, especially with Americans was to play that Canadian game. So like somebody would say an actor or a singer and it was like, Canadian. Yep. She's Canadian. Yep. He's right. Canadian. <laughs> check, check, check. <laughs> Right. It's not always known. And for me, because I'm a Scarborough kid, it would be even, even more specific, like the John Candies of the world, the Jim Carries of the world. It was even, and Scarborough's, maybe there's something in the water, maybe where their comedians come out of there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but it's, it's, for me, it's, it's um, my first experience with Ottawa was as a safety patroller in sixth grade. Okay. And it was, it was across the country. The safety patrollers across the country had this convention in Ottawa and oh we God. took the bus up and I lost my wallet on the first day. Oh no. It was, was at it the parliament. And about this big? It was. I, I, it. <laughs> I was at the parliament building and, and a couple of guards there. I think it was a couple of police officers. They came up to me and they said, I actually went up to them and I said, I've lost my wallet. And what does it look like? And I said, well, it's, it's gray and it's got black trims. Like, is this it? Is this it? He's like, yeah, that's oh. the one. I was, oh my I, God, really? Yeah, I was 10 years <laughs> old. Nine, I don't know how old I was. And it's like, oh my God, I had $50 in there that my mom gave me. That is <laughs> a great story. <laughs> first, first story from Ottawa. Nice. <laughs> right. Nicely done. <laughs> but here comes a pandemic, right? We talk about how, you know, you used to travel and you will travel again. We all will. Yeah. But here comes a pandemic. How has this affected you? on a personal level, and these days, what are you doing to find your personal zen? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> so personally, all of Ottawa tourism, um, well, we first of all had to un unfortunately temporarily lay off about half our staff. For those of us who are still working, we're all working from home, of course. 
Um, I have to admit this technology uh, to be able to do Zoom meetings or Teams meetings is, uh, is really helping us out uh, and it's, it's not quite as good, but it's still, it takes the sting out of being separated. Right. Um, my moment of Zen, uh, uh, I live with my husband and we're still talking, so I consider that a win after week four billion of being uh, uh, enclosed. Um, we have, we moved into the condo that we're in now four years ago and we bought it because it has a private rooftop deck. So as the temperature is starting to become more spring-like, being able to sit outside, I know how blessed we are to have that outdoor space. Not everybody does. Right. Um, but for me, being able to sit outside in a little bit of warm spring sun is a uh, bliss. That's awesome. That sounds great. And as it gets better, like you said, the more you'll take advantage of it. Exactly. You know what's zen to me about Ottawa is that the city itself has taken all this, you know, it, taken it by the horns, so to speak, professionally. Um, talk about the Keep Ottawa Awesome initiative, the Buy Local campaign, and the Vendors Project, you know, and other endeavors that, that have brought people together. Yeah, no, the, our community is, is well known for its philanthropy and for, for being very supportive. Um, we've had so many of our Ottawa Tourism member businesses step up and start uh, grouping together. So companies like Haunted Walks and Escape Bicycle Tours and Escape Manor, which is a, an escape room experience, um, and others have partnered together, so they're selling gift certificates for the, the recovery, so when they're, they're reopened, when they open again. Uh, Brew Donkey, which is a craft brewery tour, they just started on, uh, just recently, um, a virtual beer hall. So using technology, sim technology similar to what we're using now, but slightly different, you're, you can go with your friends and basically have a table of six people, so your friends it's like going to a real bar where you're just chatting with your friends, but you're surrounded by other people, like-minded beer aficionados, right. and you can leave your table and go and speak with somebody else, or people could join your table. Um, it's free from Sundays to Thursdays, but then he's car charging a $10 cover on Fridays and Saturdays and doing trivia and music and beer reps. And it's, I, what I love about our community, the tourism community, is their innov innovativeness, their innovation. Yeah. Um, they are smart people, they are pivoting like everyone else, but they're, they're creative people and they're finding creative ways to get through this. You know, that's a great, that's a great, that's amazing. I, I really, I didn't expect to hear that. Um, you can now drink virtually with friends and uh, pants are optional for the first time ever. Well, maybe for you for the first time ever, but. <laughs> <laughs> in in quasi-public. Right, okay, yeah, I guess. <laughs> So many places around the world have gone virtual, and you just mentioned some examples. Um, what other, uh, you know, points of interest, attractions in Ottawa, um, well, can people enjoy virtually today and down the road? So one of the uh, most iconic festivals in, in Ottawa is the Canadian Tulip Festival. Uh, of course, if you know this, the story behind the tulips, it all harkens back to World War II. Yep. Uh, the Dutch royal family took refuge in Ottawa, and Princess Marguerite, the younger sister of the future queen, was born in 1943 in Ottawa. Canadians actually declared her hospital room, and I'm pointing because the hospital is literally about right. 500 meters away, uh, <laughs> declared her, her um, hospital room extraterritorial so she could be born a princess. If she had been born in Canada, all bets were off. So uh, Canadian troops also played a huge role in liberating the Netherlands exactly 75 years ago today and leading up to May. Um, the Canadian troops liberated the country. So in a gesture of friendship 
and resiliency, which resonates still today, when the royal family from Holland or from the Netherlands went back home, they sent a gift of tulip bulbs, 100,000 tulip bulbs to the people of Canada. They sent them to Ottawa, where we, not me personally, but we planted them mm -hmm. on Parliament Hill along the Rideau Canal. One park alone called Commissioner's Park has 250,000 tulips in it. And every year since, even today, there's a gift of tulips every fall from the royal family from the Netherlands. So 75 years worth of celebration. This year, the Tulip Festival runs May 8th to 18th, all online. Yes, the tulips will be in Commissioner's Park, and every day someone will walk through and keep walking and take a video of the tulip bed so you can see the progress of the tulips. But there's children's activities, there's um, concerts and, and performances, everyday new programming. They're asking people to recreate famous photos from World War II. So, you know, the, the sailor, I think it is, with a nurse in mm -hmm. Times Square, mm -hmm. or there's a single soldier with a, a puppy on his shoulder. So uh, everybody can get involved using things at home and try to recreate those photos. Just really cool programming like that. And another big uh, draw for people in Ottawa in late May every year is the Tamarack Ottawa Race Weekend. So it's a running event. So there's a full marathon, half marathon, 10K, 5K, kids mm -hmm. 2K. Uh, they've gone virtual as well. So any time between May 15th and I think it's September 4th, um, I might get the, I might have the end date wrong, mm -hmm. but any time in that period, run your race and you'll still get the t-shirt, you'll still get the finishing medal, but do it in a safe manner. Practice physical distancing, don't put yourself or others in harm's way, mm -hmm. but still run your race and you get 50% off next year's registration as well. Are you at all surprised that things have gone, I, I wouldn't say smoothly, but the transition to make things like this virtual are you at all surprised at how seemingly seamless it's been uh in some cases yes uh in others and this one breaks my heart uh, they just announced today that the uh ottawa blues fest is cancelled for 2020 uh totally understandably it's an amazing music festival mm -hmm. even though it's called blues fest it attracts all sorts of uh interesting acts of all genres um but it's you know, 20, 30,000 people in one spot. So we're not quite ready for that in 2020, mm -hmm. but they they already re-signed some of the artists that they signed in 2020 for 2021. They will, they are looking at some virtual elements, but it won't be the, like something like that, I think is very hard to replicate virtually. Mm -hmm. um, having said, pardon me, having said that, there are some amazing performers locally who are, who have moved uh, like bar bands and, and people that would play pubs and whatnot, or, or taverns are doing their weekly shows uh, online. And that's, that's fulfilling to watch as a fan. Right, and it connects people ultimately. Exactly, uh, the chats I, that happen and the Exactly, and, and ultimately it's, it's, it's about connecting with people that you otherwise cannot do so with at this time. Exactly. And for me, it, it's just, it's an amazing, you know, I mean, this has been oh, two, three months. And the amount of things that have gone virtual and, and the options that people have now been given. Like, for example, I signed up for the CN Tower Climb this year, and it was supposed to go down in early April. Obviously, it's, <laughs> obviously it, was, it, was, it was canceled or it was postponed. But if you want to do it virtually, great. You want to skip rope 100,000 loops, do it. Um, you want to climb 147 flights, do it. And that's what I, that's what I did. And I, I couldn't walk for two days because, obviously, I've gained some weight during this, this period of time. <laughs> 
But the fact that the fact that now that may become the new normal, yes, we will definitely go to the Blues Fest next next year, two years from now, and yeah. congregate with 25, 30,000 other people. Yeah. But the ability to still enjoy it has always, you know, not always, but has fascinated me since this yeah. whole thing began. Exactly. Right. And for the Blues Fest, people are rabid Blues Fest fans. Like they've been there since the, I think it started in 1994. So there's people who have gone. I, I think I've missed a couple of years, but there are people that have gone like every year of the festival right. to take their vacation at the time of the festival. Most people aren't going anywhere. They're, they're loyal. They recognize Mark Monaghan, the head of the, the um, Blues Fest, the amazing work he's done. He, he has a Blues in the Schools program where he brings musicians into uh, schools in Ottawa and, and supports the children learning the, the instruments and coming and playing at Blues Fest. So those types of community connections, I think, will survive anything sure yeah uh the putin festival in ottawa postponed until october early november um the 2020 summer program uh of public duties changing of the guard uh mounting of of centuries i know and and i can imagine Um, it's just it's just such a piece of ottawa life when you're walking to a meeting downtown and you what's that oh right it's the changing of the guard and a whole band and red surge with the black bearskin hats marches past it's like Oh, right. Yeah, that's, that's the right. changing of your heart. <laughs> do, you, do you see this as an opportunity for Ottawa to attract more people considering the fact that, and I'm, I'm considering the fact, that this is the summer, if not the year or the couple years of staycation? Exactly. And almost everybody is saying that that will be how we get out of this, it, that it will start with local locals first and foremost, as soon as we can get outside of our homes, then kind of the region or, or inter, inter-provincial, like, uh, within the same province uh, travel. Now we're right on the province, uh, the border with the province of Quebec. Montreal's two hours away. Toronto is four and a half hours away by car. Uh, that's fairly close and that's a, a good staycation idea. Um, I think the other place where we excel is because we're the capital, we tell the stories of Canada. When you visit the Canadian Museum of Nature, you see uh, the skeleton of a blue whale. That blue whale didn't come from Ottawa, that came from the East Coast. You see the Arctic gallery, you learn about how people in the, in the territories live. That's not Ottawa's history, that's Canada's history. The Canadian Museum of History, the Grand Hall has totem poles from the West Coast um, Indigenous people. Um, that's not local to Ottawa history, that's Canada's history. So Canada, we've done this, we've gone through challenges before, wars, we've fought diseases, we've, we've we've innovated before and you can see those stories you can learn those stories you can feel those stories here in the capital reflected in our national museums and i think there will be a desire um, like i'm picturing if i worked at the museum of history i'd be like cleaning out a little little corners getting the covid 19 exhibition ready to go because oh, yeah. this is a part of our history it is like i I, I don't have any inside information at all, and I hope right. that the Museum of History doesn't put me on the spot. But, like, but honestly, this is part of our history. Our children, our children's children, will be learning about this in future safety patrol visits to to, to the capital. And what would you put into that booth? I don't want to put you on the spot, but you mentioned it. That would be an amazing exhibit. Well, to me, what do you it's, put into it's, it? It's the everybody the the first responders it's the healthcare workers it's the grocery store clerks and the garbage collection people and the transit drivers and the the media like there's people who are it, it makes 
me sitting at home in a comfortable condo with an outdoor space still employed feel very guilty and I try to help where I can because I'm not on the front lines I'm not putting myself at risk for the country all I'm asked to do is stay home and it seems like a, a pretty small price to pay whereas other people are paying a much larger price or putting themselves in danger for us so if they're if we're not going to celebrate them who are we going to celebrate that's right. And for me personally, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a personal um, outlook. For me, I've always felt like the underdog throughout, throughout my life. And so for me, it was, it was, there's no such thing as a little person. Um, right. These people have, have always been there. Um, and, it's, and it's finally time that we, we celebrate the people that are actually doing the work. Um, and, and I'm hoping that after this is all said and done, the, the fascination and obsession with celebrity kind of tones down a bit. And so we can kind of actually have conversations that are far more real mm -hmm. that relate to real people who are actually doing real work. Exactly. I feel like <laughs> this pause is, is we're pausing in many ways, not just physically and, and intellectually, but uh, emotionally, like what is important now going forward and how, how will our lives change because of this? Like everyone, I'm not the first one to say it's not going to be a switch that gets flipped on and mm -hmm. we go automatically back to life as it was in 2019 that's not going to happen. I think we're, there's such an opportunity to go in a different direction. And that's one thing that even with Ottawa tourism, personal or professionally, we're rethinking Ottawa tourism. Like when we go back to our jobs, when things are a bit more normal, we don't have to do the thing, things the way we did, the, the way we did them six months ago, because the world is going to be different. We can build a new, I feel like the $6 million man. We can right. build a new Ottawa right. tourism, bigger than before, better mm -hmm. than before. Mm -hmm. But, or, or at least more, it's, it's like a reset button. Like you can, and I think that's true individually as well. You can recreate yourself. Use this time that, well, I'm a bad example. I haven't been baking bread. I haven't lost weight by exercising. <laughs> like, damn it, I haven't right. learned another language. But it is an opportunity to, to try new things. And there's no pressure for you to do that. And you know that, <laughs> right? <laughs> But that leads, me, that leads me to my question, and it's really hard to predict the future, obviously, but what does the travel experience look like now for Parliament Tours, the byword market experience? Yeah. Uh, again, no one has that magic crystal ball. I wish I did. Parliament Tours were small groups to begin with. I mean, the most that fit um, on the new tours, and if people don't realize, uh, for the last just over a year, center block on parliament hill has been closed for renovations mm -hmm. and they actually built a new house of commons a temporary house of commons in the west block also on parliament hill and so those tours have been operating just over a year now i think the maximum number of people on a tour was 20. Mm -hmm. um looking back i don't think we were on the tour keeping two meters apart or you know six feet apart from everybody else but i think it could be implemented to do so um, the Byward Market neighborhood uh, is very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I love that spot. Um, it's not just a market with farmers and, and vendors of all, all stripes, uh, but it's the name of the, the full neighborhood with bars and restaurants and shopping and residents and um, buskers and like that. That to me is a, a quintessential Ottawa experience is having a beer on a patio on a hot summer's day uh, over like just watching the world go by. And that, I think, with social dist or physical distancing is going to be modified, at least in the short term. Um, it won't look exactly as it has in the past, but 
I have faith in people's ability to, to, to adapt to the new situation and to innovate uh, new ways of connecting, um, but it's going to be an interesting few months. <laughs> You know, you nailed it. I, I, for me, whenever I visit Ottawa, Byward is always the soul of the city. Yeah. Uh, and there's been a few pints that have been um, uh, enjoyed on those patios. And you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. It's watching the world go by and just feeling like there's a, a really amazing energy mm-hmm. in, in that yes. part of the city. Yeah. Um, Ottawa, of course, the, the small, big city, in my opinion, super clean, super nice. Um, is there an experience or a moment that you've had um, that has positively impacted you on a personal level that didn't make the news that made your own personal news real. Hmm. Well, this would have made the news, but my segment of it is slightly different. So I met my husband on Canada Day in 1993, uh, and we bought a house together in 1995, just before Canada Day. So every year since 1995, we've had a Canada Day party. Mm-hmm. I consider that our like for me, Canada Day is better than Christmas, better than my birthday. It is the day that I love being alive. So personally, because I met my husband, um, being an Ottawan and being, I usually go downtown in the morning and early afternoon and then we host our party later in the day and watch the fireworks from our place. Um, And for me, it's seeing friends and family and uh, even professionally, I've always said that's the one day of the year I won't work. But if we have any travel media in town, I always invite them to our party. So we've had people from Japan and Germany and Australia and Mexico and China at our Canada Day parties over the years. So everyone has a Canada Day story and coming to to Ottawa for Canada Day uh, typically is a bucket list experience, but it also is personally very uh, important to me. And this year, Canada Day is moving to a virtual experience, (sighs) which pains me to say because because I love Canada Day so much, but uh, it's important to keep safe and we'll get through it and then we'll have uh, bigger and better Canada days to come. How does that move virtually? Is it, is it fireworks from, from TV? Is it just, is I, it? I'm not sure that there will be fireworks to tell you the truth. I think it's more, um, the, uh, it's the Department of Canadian Heritage that manages the Canada Day celebrations on Parliament Hill. And even before COVID-19, they had already announced because of the construction at Centre Block, that the main stage that typically is put on, on Parliament Hill was going to move to Majors Hill Park, which is just around the corner behind the Fairmont Chatelory mm-hmm, Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, and it's a Wednesday this year, Canada Day, which is probably the least, um, like if you were going to rank Canada Days, when it falls on a Wednesday, it's difficult. You need to, like if you really want to take a long weekend, you have to take two days off. And um, if it falls on a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday, it's a huge party. Wednesdays right. are a little bit, a little bit more subdued. Um, so they were looking at different ways of holding Canada Day even before COVID nineteen. Now I think it will be um, uh, performers, performances by Canadian performers, but not in Ottawa. So they might just like we've seen in other benefits mm-hmm. and other programming in recent weeks mm-hmm. where musicians play in their homes. I think it'll be some of that. You know, Ottawa, yeah, it's, I mean, that makes sense. And it, uh, it's, it's a shame, but it makes sense. And so for the preservation of, of health across the country, it makes total sense. You mentioned earlier that this is an opportunity to reset. And I don't want to put you on the spot because there's a lot, a lot of things going on. But um, let's talk about the, the, the health aspect of the hotels. Um, you know, what do you, what do you, how do you work with 
with organizations to ensure that visitors who are coming into the city post-COVID are, uh, have the peace of mind that they're going to be taken care of and that things are going to be okay during yeah. their two, three-week, two-week-long visit to the capital. Exactly. And, and right now, about half of our hotels have closed. Um, the occupancy rates for those that are open are in single digits in some cases. It won't even uh, like barely 10%. Um, the only thing I think that works like across the board is this isn't just an Ottawa problem. This is a problem around the world. So no one can claim, oh, I didn't know that that um, that cleanliness was important to you, or I didn't know that uh, we need to implement these additional measures. Everyone knows, everyone expects. I think the bare minimum will be, um, you know, sanit um, hand sanitizer and yep. uh, making um, cleaning policies very clear. Um, I do wonder though, and I hesitate to even say this out loud, but I almost feel like it's at one point, like it, it's just going to be a given. Like after a while, after you hear every single business you frequent say hand sanitizer and we do this and six feet. And if it's the same message over and over, over again, it's going to be like frequent flyers on an airplane being shown how to work a, a seatbelt. Like who listens right. to those anymore? So I think we're, I think starting out when we open the doors again, Yes, those messages are going to be front and center. I think as it becomes the new normal and it's understood that every business is going through these sanitation methods, I think it's going to be, I think you'll hear less of it front and center. It will still always be on the website or it'll always be, if you have a question, somebody will be able to answer it. But I can't see it being the new normal, every single interaction you have with a business being told, Here's our sanitation policy. Right. I don't see that being sustainable. Right. There's an article today that came out about Hong Kong Airport having now a 40-second sanitation, full-body sanitation. So they take your temperature, and I think what you do is, and it, uh, you know, this just came out. So I don't know exactly what it's about, but apparently it's this, it's this encasing thing where you walk in and they spray you for 40 seconds, and you're good to go. It's like a car um, wash. It's a it's a it's a physical car wash, right? Um, wow. There's other stories where you walk into a, a hotel elevator and there's already markings in the elevator and there's tissues and you press the button with that. Um, right. And only one person or two people in the elevator. And right. Time. Right. Besides those, besides those health precautions and, and working with everybody to make sure that everyone's all right. What's the reset button when it comes to, um, you know, within your office to attract people to Ottawa, um, but resetting it, what are you now going to focus on? Uh, more so in the capital and attractions in the capital that you may have had maybe in the back burner or you ignored or whatever the case may mm. be. Is it more nature? Is it more history? What what, what does it look like? I think uh, I think starting out, especially if that loosening of restrictions comes in summer months, I think the outdoors will, it, it's always been part of Ottawa's story, even as a lar large for Canada city mm -hmm. uh, of over a million people and about one point. 4 million in the region, including Gatineau, Quebec. Um, we've always had that balance between we have the amenities of a much larger city because we're the capital. So we have the National Arts Center and the, um, the National Museums and uh, amazing hotels and dining. Uh, but you can literally, in the wintertime, slap on your skates and skate down through downtown. In the Summer months uh, are cycling paths, are hiking in Gatineau Park, which unfortunately is closed now. But again, if it reopens, 
Um, it's easy to be active and um, in green space very close to the city center. So even if you're, as a visitor, if you flew to Ottawa, uh, or even if you drove, you can park your car and still, either using public transit or using a bike or using your own two feet, have a, a green space experience. So you're not in a concrete jungle, you're not crammed in with thousands of other people. It's a very green city. That's what I love about Ottawa. And the, and the drive to Ottawa from Toronto is, is super pleasant when you start talking about Merrickville, Almont, you start talking about uh, small little artistic towns. And then Ottawa is that icing on the cake where you exactly. can park the car. I love yeah. Ottawa. I, I think it's so underrated. And I just, anyway, go ahead. I Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, there's another um, relatively recent, this, is, this will be their third summer of operation, um, a, an operation called Le Boat. So a good bilingual mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. And Le Boat offers... Um, luxury, I want to call them yachts. So mm -hmm. there are two, three, four, or five cabin boats that each cabin has its own washroom. So you can travel with your friends or with your grandparents and grandkids and parents and like multi-generational travel or a girlfriend's getaway. Everybody has their own private space, but it's all kitted out with all your kitchen stuff, all your, you know, there's a barbecue and it's headquartered at Smith Falls, which is about an hour's drive from Ottawa. So, mm -hmm. and the boats, they, they teach you how to drive them. And if you can drive a car, you can drive the boat. It's not, it's not, uh, you don't need a special license. They do take you out and make sure that you're comfortable with it before they hand over the keys. Right, right. Um, but it's very simple. And now you're not going to have a, a water skier behind you. It doesn't go fast. These right, are, right. But it's, it's such a lovely way to explore those small towns as you mentioned but you can literally take the boat from smith falls and come to downtown ottawa tie it up and walk to parliament hill walk to the byward market walk to a museum and then sleep on your own private yacht in downtown ottawa how cool is that that's amazing i can see something like that really the interest being there that you know you're self-contained it's your family or your chosen bubble of people that's on the, that boat mm -hmm. um, and yet you've got some mobility and you can choose your own adventure you know that all sounds really terrible <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and that 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 is now stirring wonderlust inside of me that's already been stirring up and and everything like that my final question for you is: Besides, I mean, you're you're a local Ottawan. You're you you love your town, and you know a lot of us love your town. But my last question for you is: Where do you, where does your soul melt? Where does your soul live on the planet? Where have you been that you've been completely speechless? Uh, that has kind of captured your your entire being. You're gonna hate that. Well, Ottawa. <laughs> well, no, because honestly, I was going to say last year I went. Um, early on Canada Day to Parliament Hill mm -hmm. and uh, there was a group of Chinese journalists in town and, and some travel trade people and so we, we were showing them around a bit before I came back and hosted our, our Canada Day party and we were on Parliament Hill at maybe nine in the morning and they had um, uh, a, a few uh, Indigenous performers mm -hmm. including and it's killing me because I can't remember her name but it was a young woman from New Brunswick who had um, earlier found fame singing Blackbird, the Beatles song, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in Mi'kmaq, I believe, mm -hmm. and even Paul, Sir Paul McCartney had commented on it, and it, it, like, if you've ever heard the video, it's just hauntingly beautiful. Anyways, she was there, and she sang Blackbird on Parliament Hill on the morning of Canada Day, and like, even now, I'm getting all, like, teary-eyed of, like, oh, that was just, it was a picture-perfect summer's day, green grass, blue sky, the, the, the 
architecture of Parliament Hill, listen, listening to Blackbird and Mi'kmaq with Chinese journal. Like to me, it was a perfect storm of everything I love, you know, like just the history, the culture, showing it off to other people and in the, in the, on the front lawn of Canada, basically. So, Why I ask that question? Because of your reaction, because of your um, emotion, because of your loss of words. That's why I love asking that question. Gentine Van Craigden, thank you so much for taking the time today to join me on the Fact Up podcast. It was a pleasure to have you, and I, I hope that uh, everyone in, in your world continues to be safe and healthy. Thank you.